You're listening to World Famous White Roof Radio, webcast number 555 for Monday, June 22nd, 2015. Tonight brought to you by CravenSpeed.com, MotoringStripes.com, and now Motoring.com. Mini performance, speed, and style. It's on Motoring.com. Hey everybody, it's DB in Arizona bringing you a brand new episode of the world famous White Roof Radio, the Triple Five, 555, 555th meeting underneath the White Roof. Good grief, we've been doing this a long time. Uh, <laughs> joining us this evening, as always, my good friend Todd from Kansas City. Todd, say hi. I am here, and uh, happy Father's, happy belated Father's Day to people. It was yesterday, so belated Father's Day to everybody as well. Uh, the good Reverend Mr. Chad Miller from Detroit Tune, DetroitTune.com is with us. Chad? Hello and salutations. There you go. Very nice. And Alex is here, but he's feeling barfy, so he might not say hi. (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to find my way out of sickness right now. Alex Alex is feeling like the family dog from Family Circus. (laughs) 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 Wasn't that dog's name Barfy when you said that? Yes, that dog's name was Barfy. Exactly. (laughs) I've renamed Alex Barfy. (laughs) <laughs> All right, that's it. That's done. I'm out. He's <laughs> got <laughs> some bad clams uh, on, a, on a flight, or he spent too much time on an airplane with sick children. Anyway, we're not going to talk about Alex being sick tonight. No, 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 no. And it's not really tonight. It's Sunday. It's weird. So it's going to be an odd shape show for you guys. Should be a lot of fun. We are going to talk about. We have some news from MotoringFile.com, and we have other news bits and pieces, and um, we have other things that. I actually had to stop everybody from talking about like four times before we actually start doing the show. Um, primarily the new mini logo for those of you who haven't seen it. We're going to talk about that. Um, and some, a few other things. Good interview about from a good interview of triple D this week. Uh, a couple other things, double D, excuse me. We're going to get to all that here in just a minute. Before we do, let's remind you about one of the fine sponsors here underneath the white roof. Starting up with our friends over at CravenSpeed, CravenSpeed.com. Love these guys. They make the really cool custom computer generated from the future things that we love so much, like the F56 intake, like the uh, the new shift knob. OMG, is so awesome. The dipstick, which works, and you can read it, and it doesn't break, and it's not impossible to put in or take out. All those things, plus a whole lot more available from our friends over at Craven Speed. When you get over to CravenSpeed.com, there's a link at the bottom so you can sign up for the email newsletter. They barely send out an email. It's like maybe once a month, maybe, and only when there's something new and cool to check out at the website. It's really handy to have. You should definitely sign up. It takes a cost like an email address and your first name. Super simple. Um, do that, and then if any time something new comes up at Craven Speed, you just go, oh, they send you an email. You click over, and you go, oh, that's really rad. I'm going to buy that. If you do buy something, of course, we like it when you leave a note in the comment field there on the on the order form that says, thanks for supporting White Roof Radio. We really appreciate that. So do they. They, of course, being our friends over at Craven Speed, CravenSpeed.com, home of the electric mini. Boom. Maestro, if you please. There it is. Okay, so over at Motoring File this week, um, there's sunglasses that are <laughs> they're horrible. Those are horrible sunglasses, by the way. Um, they'll look good on like the the skinny jeans clad hipsters of the world. Oh, sure, with the, you got to be like less than 28 years old to wear those. Glasses. You have to be way less than 28 years old to wear. Alex couldn't even wear those glasses. Yeah, Alex couldn't even pull that off. Uh, it depends, you know. You have some hipsters that are uh, in their forties, you know, fifties. Uh, would look good on them. I think mm-hmm. it's possible. Well, 
All right. Those people are in New York City. They are not anywhere else. (laughs) 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 Anyway, go check those out. Um, uh, There's a video of the Mini Clubman being teased, sort of, but you can't really see the car because it's just about some tattoo guy. Okay, so I want to say, let's let's play some audio from this, and I will do it because uh, on my end, you'll get to hear the audio from it. So here's what's interesting about this video is the sound of this car, and I want to know... Is this the Clubman? So hold on, let me go back here and see if we can get this to play. Okay. I gotta say, there's no way that's a Mini Cooper, right? No, it's not. It's a a motorcycle or something, right? It sounds like a Ferrari. You know what it harkens to? When you watch this video... Um, it's the uh, it's a teaser video and and basically it's a short film and they're making a few of these. This is the first one that's released, and it's it has nothing to do with the mini other than it's like an inspiration. It's an artistic inspiration. It's about a tattoo artist, and the beginning of this video starts a lot like there was an old school video from the seventies called Rendezvous, and it was through the city streets of Paris, and it yep. was a Ferrari that they did at like five a.m. Yep. and they drove this car. Like balls out. I've shared that with you guys before. I will try to remember to grab a link to that and yeah, share yeah. it with you again. It's out there available in the world. I've got it saved in my iTunes. I watch it quite frequently because it's so much fun to watch. Alex, you probably appreciate it because you probably recognize yep, um, yep. the streets from Rendezvous. But that was an iconic uh, short film from I want to say the I want to say it was the late seventies, probably probably early 80s at best, maybe even early 70s. But anyway, this is what that reminded me of, right? Even the sound of the car. And the first time I heard it, I'm like, are you kidding me? Is that a Clubman? I think it's uh, 1976. Let me check. Yeah, it was 1976. 76, rendezvous. Yeah. So anyway, but that was the sound, you know, that one with the Ferrari. And it's amazing to just watch that in full screen. If you can find a high-definition version of Rendezvous and you like cars and you've never seen it, it's so much fun. So much fun. And it's terrifying at some point, too, about near misses in this car. Because oh, you know what it's very similar to if you've also, if you've seen it, is, is that Shell, the Shell Ferrari yeah. commercial. Yeah, like that, too. That's very awesome. similar to that as well. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So anyway, uh, that was it. It was a teaser video and it was, you know, a tattoo artist. And, man, we should dive into this uh, full force because... The two big stories this week are that the Clubman is coming. The big announcement is going to be uh, this Wednesday, the 24th, at uh, 10 a.m. Eastern Time. Uh, the press release is available to everyone then. Well, and the big news that's breaking... Well, from, what from what I've understand, from what we've understand, though, is that the, most of the dealer principals in the United States have already seen the Clubman without swirly graphics. Correct, correct. Saw it in Vegas, like, last week, I think. Uh, well, and then a couple of months ago at the national sales manager meeting. Right. They got to see that, and they had to all put up, you know, not take their phones in there. It was still ultra-covered. and But we've seen them on the U.S. streets. We've gotten spy shots of the Clubman. It, but it's still camouflaged. But the car's going to go into production next month in July, as far as I know. Late July. So these things, we're going to be seeing them. Somebody's going to be seeing them in person the 1st of August and throughout August. And from what I hear, and Alex, you've heard the same thing, that we should see this uh, not the first quarter next year, 2016, like we thought, but we should see these before the end of the year this year. 
right. uh, very possibly, especially the coast dealers will get them first because there's less travel time. But mm-hmm. very well in December, you may be able to buy one of these and drive one of them in your dealers across the country. So that's news number one. News part number two that kind of tail- dovetails along this is if you scroll all the way to the end of this video, um, this teaser video, DB, what's the website called again? Uh, I'm going to link this up in the show notes. So it's mini.com forward slash go with your gut. Okay, go with your gut, all one it's word. basically like a single page landing page for that video that we were just talking about. Yeah, and if you go to that page and you look at it, it's like a whole new style for mini. This is mm-hmm. a mini corporate site. And um, what you notice in the upper right corner is a new version of the Mini Wings logo. That's right. And if you scroll all the way to the bottom, there's a new version of that logo, but in a reverse color scheme. Right. Dun, it's, dun, dun. It's white on black. And so with that, we believe that this week is coming a complete kind of corporate rebranding for Mini. Um, right. Going away from that, and they're kind of changing the logo types. They're changing... The uh, like marketing philosophy is getting away from a lot of the black, all black, and and vibrant color borders. Um, now these are just rumblings that we've heard so far, and you'll know. Like by the time you hear this, you're probably listening to this on Tuesday morning, uh, mm-hmm. in in 24 hours, you know, or by the time maybe you've heard this, you've already seen it. Right. And we think this is what's going to happen. So, guys, what are your thoughts on the new mini logo that appears there? I like it, but I'm a simple man. I like simple things, and the new mini logo. I think it's a, I, I think it's just a cleaning up of what they've, what's already there. It's almost exactly the same. They've just taken away some of the chrome, and left behind the circle and dash, circle in the shapes of the wings. Mm-hmm. I, I think it looks good. Well, so a uh, couple of things. Uh, the the first one is um, the fact that there is going to be. I mean, you know, from what we see here, there's going to be a big uh, marketing push for the clubman. Uh, something we didn't really have for the first Clubman and also something we did not really have for the last me I came out which is the F55 the four door so that's interesting Mm -hmm. Uh, and it would be you know once we get all the 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 press release and all that stuff we will know why there is such a marketing push on on the Clubman particularly Um, the second thing it seems to me that um, if you look at uh, the way the Google's design like uh a while back, you know, um, and also Google's philosophy of we do pretty much, you know, everything and anything, uh, as opposed to Apple's. So, uh, um, it seems that, that this, that's the movement is trying to make, right? So Google has always been seen by, as the quirky, you know, brand, we do everything, you know, everything is cool, blah, blah, blah. And Apple, more of the luxury, you know, uh, we, what, what we do says a lot, but we do it, you know, discreetly. And it seems to be, it seems to, I mean, that moves to me is very similar to a, to the comparison between Google and Apple. So you think it's kind of a marriage between those two philosophies of like everything in Apple now has gone to a flat and they've gotten rid of all the three dimensions. And what in, in design terms, um, the word skeuomorphism, which is basically giving something the appearance of a three dimensional button or something that's three dimensional. Making it look more... Right, right. In in print form, that has been dead for some time now, and it's making its way across the country. And um, for people such as myself who work in the, you know, design world every day on a daily basis, I pay attention to stuff like that. Um, there's a couple of websites that that talk about new brands that change their logos and everything, and uh, one of them is called Brand New. Um, it's a blog that just basically goes over new 
logos that happen and, and updates. And everybody is going this way. Everything from 7up to Google to Apple, they're all going to very flat. There's no more drop shadows. There's no uh, skeuomorphism. In fact, right. if you look up the word skeuomorphism, I believe in Wikipedia, it talks about how it's been dead since like, you know, 2005. I don't know. Except for except for in the game center, it sells that felt table in yeah. the game center iPhone. Yeah, yeah, there is a, a few things hanging around in Apple, but I think Mini's finally going that direction, which is is very trendy in design right now, and everything is kind of flat without that that third dimension, and this kind of screams of that. But I I I, I I'm it's kind of uh, it's kind of funny though when you when you think about it because how do you do a flat design with a logo? That is stamped on a car because that's at the true. end of the day, this thing comes out, right? Like that's something that you have to. That's a piece of metal or whatever that is, a piece of plastic that you have that to is put in, on the car. That is right? in actual three dimensions. You're right. I don't know. We're going to see it, and I believe my guess is here before we've seen anything that there's going to be multiple versions of this. For right. I agree. What do you mean multiple versions? Uh, they'll have like the print version. They'll have another version that's going to be on cars. Um, It'll be interesting to see if it actually shows up on the Clubman or if it's they're going to go old school, you know, the same mini wings that we've had for since 2002. Um, so, and that's what I mean by, you know, the the version will appear different ways. Like, this is how it looks on a white background. This is how it looks on a back, black background. This is how it looks over a photograph. Um, there's all sorts of uh, design requirements. This is requirements. how it's going to look on a car. Right, right. There's all sorts of design requirements that will go with that. I think it's going to be easily, easily ripped off. Meaning anybody with a basic design program is going to be able to draw this themselves. Like that people don't just go and just steal the mini logo as it is now. Uh, they right. do now, but if it's got a background, it takes a little more skill to crop out a background. I mean, somebody with 20 minutes of, of training on Photoshop can, can do that now and put it on anything. Yeah, but I, I don't. I don't think that's that big of a deal. People are going to copy stuff no matter what. I mean, it could be the most complex. It could be many could yeah. go the way of like a five dollar bill and it, with the logo design, and people are going to say, "Oh, I'll copy that in Photoshop, no problem." Yeah, well, and I'm not saying that's a that's a big thing, like the copy protection of it. Um, I think Alex probably hit it where most places are going towards the design of a flat design. Um, right. And you also notice on that website the the font, like traditionally. On all mini websites, they've used the mini font for everything, yeah. which, is, which is a sans serif, very blocky font, and it is a specific. They have their own font for mini. It's called mini. Um, duh. It's available. You can download it from dbmini.us. It's been yeah, there forever. It's been, it's been out there. It's floating out there in the world. Uh, it's cross-platform. But this one is new. This one's got big serifs, and it's kind of an interesting take on... It's not even an interesting take on times. Um, it's it's a couple you of. You know what? I'm looking at the website and it just sans. It's whatever your system sans serif font is. That's all they're using on this website. Well, no, this is serif. This is a completely serif font. Is what I'm saying. It's like it's a Roman. Why does it say sans serif here? I'm looking at the I'm looking at the code for the website. Yeah, I know it's not. That's the thing, though. When you look at it, all of the all of the font is a completely serif font. It is it's everywhere. Weird. It's a very times Romany kind of. Uh, kind of font there and I'm trying to be a nerd and actually see what font it is but I don't have access to the style sheets for that yeah that's what's crazy um, but anyway so there's a lot of changes I think coming very soon for Mini uh, design wise and, and you should keep an eye out everybody of course it's going to hit Facebook, Twitter everywhere that people go to get their Mini news, Mowering File of course 
mm-hmm. <clears throat> to get all this. But uh, yeah, I think it's pretty interesting. So, what do you guys what do you guys think is the reason for the Clemen being the like the some kind of somehow like the guinea pig for this new campaign? I don't know because I would have thought it would have been the countryman because the countryman is the last car of the old regime, if you will. Oh, you know what? I have, excuse me. They actually created it's their own font. They created a new font. Yeah, mini, uh, mini underscore serif. Yeah. They actually created a new font just for Mini. Yeah, that is a new Mini Serif font. So they've got the old Mini font, which is Sans Serif, and the new Mini font. So they're going as far, and this, to me, I mean, it's geek typo- typography here. Type, yeah. You know, total this. But there's two different, you know, there's a Sans Serif font, which, if you know what I mean, like the edges that come off the T and the bottom of the letters. The old Mini font was a block font, a Sans Serif font. Um, so for me, from a design standpoint, those are two opposite Design yep. philosophies, if you will. I think it looks. I think so. I think it looks. Uh, a, it looks kind of. It looks kind of blocky. It's very much like the original one. It just has the serifs. Oh yeah, it's a very good looking font. Very clean, very easy. Yeah, yeah. There's there's no question about that. So, um, Alex, that's a that's a good question. I don't know why they're doing it with the Clubman. I kind of think that they're hedging their bets, thinking that the Clubman is going to be the new big seller, like when the Countryman came out in uh, 2010, 2011. Right. Yeah. It became almost the top-selling mini, and I think the Clubman. I don't know. I think they're putting a lot of eggs in that basket. If that's if that's what they're thinking, because while the Clubman always sold fairly well, station wagons in the U.S. have never been big sellers. And what's the first word you always hear from people when they see the Clubman? It looks like a wagon. Yeah. Everybody's, yeah. everybody's like, "Looks like a station wagon," and I'm like, "Yeah, that's what makes it so cool." <laughs> But, you know, mostly it's auto journalists and people like us enthusiasts that kind of <laughs> like that wagon yeah, look. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like the the car buying public in general isn't necessarily, you know, buying wagons and droves, if you will. In fact, right. BMW's been killing off the wagons in the US, you know, as quickly as they can. I mean, even Chrysler doesn't sell a whole lot of those magnums anymore. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the last real wagon that used to be able to buy from an American automaker, I believe. Buick might still have a Roadmaster wagon, but I'm not sure. I don't know. What do you guys think? Why do you think they're doing it with the Clubman? And not, or it's just time. It's just like just a timing thing. Yeah. I mean, they're going larger on all of the other cars. Why not make the Clubman the car that they probably wanted to make it originally, but they couldn't because they were limited to the basic size and shape of the first-gen mini platform or second-gen well, mini I mean, there's, that's possible, but I, I think I think the, the, the original Clubman was a great design. I just didn't think it was utilized well enough where everyone was like, I just really want two doors, and that's where they now excelled with the Countryman. So they were like, okay, we need to bring out something very similar to the Clubman. We got this name already. Let's just redesign it. We'll bring it with four doors, and it'll be a little bit wagged, but almost hardtop and kind of like right between the two to kind of bring out that car that they think is really going to sell. And like everybody, I think I hear on the show, I think it is going to sell. I think it's going to really take off. I'm just not 100% really on board with the new font thing i'm just I'm weirded <laughs> out by it as as a guy who's had a company for 10 years yeah uh similar to mini and i've had one logo the entire time i look at it every day and it's like it doesn't need to be refreshed it doesn't I need you know i don't need a new coke zero to tell yeah. me that uh you know i'm still a brand 
it's, I still think my font and my logo has lasted the test of time. Yeah. Uh, why does many think that theirs hasn't? It's I'm, funny, it's Chad. It's interesting. It's funny, Chad. I used to think the same way as you, and then after studying all of the companies that have changed their logos over the years, like companies that have iconic logos, like 3M, for example. Pepsi or Coke. Yeah, yeah if you look up the, three, the last 20 years. 3M has changed their logo 15 times. Uh, in the last 50 years, just subtly every time. And then you look at it and you're like, I remember that. I remember seeing that on roll masking tape. I remember that one. I remember that one. And somehow you all register in your mind. They're all still 3M. And that's an iconic brand, if you will. They make everything from glue to paint to all kinds of stuff. All the vinyl that you use on cars. Yeah, all kinds of of, uh, plastic products and vinyl products. And anyway, I think it's okay for many to to change their logo and to kind of refresh it and give everything a boost. And, you know, I think Alex brings up a, an interesting point is they've just chosen this point in time and the clubmen to do that. It's going to share. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're literally sharing the kickoff um, of these two things simultaneously. And I think it's good. I think many needs a kick in the pants. It's time for a slight refresh. It's up a little bit. Yeah, let's... Whether you like it or you don't, you're either going to have to get used to it or go find another brand, I guess. Yeah, I think they, I get the feeling that they need to do something in regards to, you know, people saying a lot, a lot of people saying, well, a mini is expensive, right? And so there's always this maybe misconception from the public of uh, where the brand is being positioned as opposed to um, other brands selling small cars, Um other mass market brands selling small cars and and mini doesn't want to, definitely doesn't want to be uh, in that bucket right and so what we heard from uh, I mean from Gabe and what you guys also heard from you know various sources is that this car is going to be uh, I, I don't know by to what extent but it's going to be like probably the most expensive mini ever I mean as a base model even as a base model and so uh, the move from not the move, but the distinction, you know, like the, the, maybe reminding the public of this that, you know, Mini is somehow like a luxury brand. Uh, using this car to do so is, is, you know, a good way to do it because right. you really can justify like the, the luxury of it by, you know, by, by what the car will, is going to come, come up with. I think we heard, you know, uh, many people say like the interior is really is really nice, even though there, there are some common bits and pieces with the F56. It's still like one up uh, in regards to this car, and so um, I mean that's the only reason I see other than the f- because honestly it's not. I mean it's it is it, you know you guys are saying it's going to be a bit a big seller. Like I don't see it honestly. Interesting. Because at the end of the day, it's going to still be an expensive uh, wagon. Well, I, I will say this. I know uh, at least three people who have seen this car in person. And every one of them had the exact same thing to say. And that was three words. It's so big. <laughs> mm. Meaning this car is bigger than a countryman. It is longer than a countryman. It is wider than a countryman. It's not taller. Right. But everybody, the three people I've talked to who have seen this car in person have had the exact same. DB, you've heard from a couple of people, right? And mm-hmm. did they say the same thing? Yeah, they've said it's uh, it's big. It's big, right? And that is one thing I think that frightens off some of the true enthusiasts. I am I am so over the argument that Me Mini, too. that yeah. Mini needs to get smaller. Yeah, they need to continue. We still have a small Mini, the the hard top is uh, one of the smallest cars on the road that you can buy today. I mean, it's not a Honda Fit, but it's not that much bigger than a Fit when you park them side by side. 
um, all of the small cars out there, it's still a very small car. Now, that being said, it's a premium car. And this brings us, kind of segueing over to another thing, is I sent you guys, and maybe you've seen it, maybe listeners, you've seen this article from carscoops.com. It was an interview with David Duncan, the head of Mini USA. And this came out like a week ago. And he said over and over again in this article about how the Mini segment is a premium small car that that many kind of invented this segment of cars in 2002 and they've maintained you know kind of stayed at the top of it as much as mercedes is trying to come out with one uh um audi has dropped their car you know they've they've got you know um smaller and smaller cars even bmw is coming down but uh what are you guys thoughts that you kind of looked at that article a little bit that David Duncan said they're not even trying to compete with those premium brands just because they're more status symbols. Right. Which they're, you know, they're still building many as a quality car. So as BMW like as they can make it in a small car, but they, I don't, I, it's starting to sound like they don't care if it's a status symbol and that's not really what they're going for. Has anybody ever, have you ever run into anybody who thought Mini was a status symbol? No, I never have. They're like, well, I think it's different in Europe than it is in America. Yeah, because in Europe, I mean, I don't know. Maybe, maybe that's an exception. So my my personal experience is yes, it's like it's a it's a status car. Like uh, uh, I don't think it's you know, like you're in you're in Paris. I don't think it's aspirational. Not necessarily. No, I I would agree with this. Like you're not. It's not like you got there. So yes, you're gonna buy yourself a mini. You know, if you get there, you're gonna buy yourself like a BMW or like a Mercedes or something like this. Right. But it's a it's a representation of. Uh, either like my parents can buy me any car I want, or uh, I kind of made it, but I still, you know, I I still might see myself like driving like a uh, like a smaller smaller car because I don't want to buy a BMW or Mercedes, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's the status that it represents. Like in, 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 especially in Paris, that's how I see the brand, which is very much different from what you have here in the U.S., uh, which is more related to. Uh, enthusiast, I, I get the feeling. Or maybe, yeah, I don't know. Mm. I, I do think it's interesting because even David Duncan is quoted in this article saying people buy minis for style reasons over right. status symbol reasons. They're not like, I'm not buying this because I can afford, let's say, $28,000 on a car. Um, which is weird because a lot of people look at cars as like status symbols. Like, Oh, you drive a Ford Escort. Oh, you drive a a, a Land Rover or, or a series or a seven series, right? Or one of the big Audis, right? And true car enthusiasts are the only ones who know about that because I'm driving down the road and I'll point out to you know my family. I'm like, "Ooh, there's a really nice seven series," and they're like, "It's a sedan. It's a black sedan. What's the big deal about yeah. it?" I'm like, "That's a ninety six thousand dollar car," and they're like, "Are you effing kidding me?" And I go, yeah, that car right there. We pull up next to it. I go, that's probably between ninety and a hundred thousand dollars for that car that yeah. we're that we're sitting next to. And so for people like us, the enthusiasts, we understand that status symbol level of it. I think average people they couldn't care less about, you know, they just want a decent car and they don't care whether they're driving a minivan or a you know a, a Honda CRV or a Nissan Versa or whatever. But I think a lot of people like us, we really like the style of a mini and. On top of that, the handling and everything else about it, right? Mm-hmm. Well, and I think too that a lot of people see the the events like Mini Takes the States or Minis on Top or Aviv, and they go, "Holy crap, that looks like a lot of fun!" All those people with Mini Coopers look like they're having a good time. I want to do that. 
So yeah. the, I think those yeah, people I, already are, you know, looking for that car, and they find that afterwards. They don't buy the car because of them learning about those type of things. You know, which I think is a huge mistake on Mini's part. I think, oh yeah, totally. I think Mini needs to be marketing this car as like you are not buying a car; you're you, buying a lifestyle. Yeah, you are buying your way into an instant community because when you pull up to a gas station and another Mini pulls in there, I don't care who they are. Nine times out of ten, that owner will come over and talk to you and ask a question about it, and you'll have an instant connection. Right. And you go to a mini event, whether it's a local club event or you go to Amviv or Mini Takes the States or Mini's on Top or, you know, any of these things where a group of 10 or 100 people get together um, and you have an instant community of friends. And I think that is a missed opportunity and not totally missed because Mini Takes the States is all about that. But yeah. So uh, there's one thing I told you guys, uh, you know, attending like Mini Takes the States and, and Amviv, right? There is... There is a certain demographic to the to the people attend like characteristics to the people attending those events, right? Mm-hmm. And I don't see this campaign connecting with those people. I mean, like in no, in no, in no way at all. Like, like what? Ca- what campaign? I don't know. Like this campaign, like the you know go with your gut campaign. Like, oh, the, I don't tat- see camp- the tattoo guy. Yeah, I see that is not necessarily upscale. That's kind of raw and young. <laughs> right. Well, I think they're also trying to get a younger market in there too. I. I would think so, but I think the the push, and we've been hearing this for a very long time, they're yeah. really trying to go upscale, and I keep using the word upscale, and I keep hearing that over and over from people, um, and from many people also, like upscale and premium. Those are two words that are thrown around quite a bit, and um, and, and there are <laughs> there's no argument that somebody like this tattoo artist who's in this video, right? Um, has probably been very f- successful and probably makes quite a bit of money. And to me, those two things kind of go hand in hand. It's like upscale and premium means you pretty much have to make, you know, in the, uh, you know, seventy-five to a hundred thousand dollars. You're pretty successful. You maybe live in the suburbs. You maybe live a very urban life, but you can afford things. Like money is not a big problem for you. You're not living on a budget because Mini is definitely not a budget car. And another thing David Duncan said in this article is people don't buy minis because of the gas mileage. Right. I thought, that was, sho- I thought that was kind of shocking a little bit. That oh, it's very interesting. I imagine that some people buy minis because they get gas mileage, but I think most people look at a mini and they go, that's a car I want because it's the right color, it's the right shape, it, it makes me feel happy, it does the things I want to do. Oh, look, it gets good gas mileage. Okay, that's cool too. Which is funny because uh, think about back, DB, to the days when you first owned your, your first mini go into a gas station and complete strangers would walk up and what is Is it electric no (laughs) besides what is it electric what is the question they asked you um is it good on gas yeah what kind of gas mileage does that get i still get that question today what kind of gas mileage does that get and i'm like well i'm the wrong person to ask (laughs) right well those are the wrong those are the wrong people to be looking at me so those are people obviously that don't care yeah, yeah, those are people that are just kind of like, you know, general car people going, oh, well, what kind of gas mileage does it get? Has it got tires? Is there seatbelts in yeah, that car? Yeah, they, I mean, like, really? Like, the ones that won't buy the Mini because it didn't, well. Does it come in gray? Idiot people that are like, oh, it's a small car. I assume it gets good gas mileage. Right. But they're, they're the ones that aren't going to buy it anyway because it doesn't score well in J.D. Power. Oh, my gosh. Don't get me started on the J.D. Power. Because new J.D. Power results out this week, by the way, folks, too. So. Yeah, new J.D. Power results out this week. And, and Mini fared, what, just below average? 
just below, well, four slots below average. Well, Which hey, is a huge increase from the past because remember it was a year before last. The mini was like second to the bottom, second to last. Right, almost dead last. You know, it was kind of also interesting this weekend. I obviously uh, I went to go see my father for Father's Day and and hung out with him and he was talking about an article that he read and I don't have any actual numbers for this but he was like you know they were talking about all these upsales for cars and like most cars are up 8.4% or something but mini was up 76% and that was huge I'm like well, well, you know. take that into consideration of last year was a really crappy year yeah I'm like last year wasn't so great and it's the new model and everyone's a new power plant and it's really good and blah 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 and he's like yeah but that's huge compared to you know 8.4% like, yeah, and well. Seen that article a couple of times, but it's basically Mini's one of the top five uh, cars with year over year growth to the previous year. Yeah, with year over year. year, and it's like making the rounds. Yeah, yeah, it is, and it's funny because Alex, I don't know if you were there when we were talking to David Duncan at Ambiv in Vegas. DB and I were having a conversation with him, <clears throat> and we basically told him what you said about how Mini really can't look at their numbers year over year until the new F56 has been out for a full year. So we're going to have to pretty much wait until October. And he was like, that's exactly right. That's so dead on. <laughs> yeah, 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 I remember that. Yep, yep, yep. he agreed completely. So I you think know, something it's- else that I think is really interesting, if we look back at that uh, the interview with uh, Dave Dun- David Duncan, excuse me, Dave, Dave, don't call me Dave. Um, and one thing in here is he actually says that there's a lot of people that still – don't know what a mini is so i think they might be getting ready to start with the whole brand new uh, customer training initiative if you will for lack of a better term you know marketing whatever just to say hey by the way this is what a mini is this well, is what a mini is and this is what we do and this is the cars we have and chad and i can appreciate that um the the quote that that i pull out of here <clears throat> is that um mini like their best region their best selling region is the los angeles area and mm-hmm. the best state in the country for sales is California, right? Mm-hmm. And but right. he is, he goes on to say it's never really caught on in the Midwest, and he wants to change that. He really wants to bring a, a bigger marketing push towards people in the central region uh, and bring up sales. Which I, I was kind of like excited to hear that. It's like yeah, finally a push. Although when you start thinking about it and you start thinking about population densities, you're like yeah. The Los Angeles regional area, isn't there like 9 million people there? Yeah, something like that. I'm like, that. you would have to take Kansas City, St. Louis, Omaha, Oklahoma City, uh, Tulsa. You have to take all these cities and put them together to get to even close to what... <clears throat> so know, there's 3.9 million people live in L.A. In that's the city, L.A. But proper, but that doesn't include all San Diego. Los Angeles and, area is 18.5 million. Okay. As, yeah, so I see even the dog thought that was a lot of numbers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Nikita's like, damn, those numbers. <laughs> but, uh, you know, the other thing I was thinking about, too, is is in geographical locations, I mean, obviously everybody in, you know, L.A., they need a smaller car, they need a sporty car, they need stuff. People in Omaha and, you know, um, you know, even Kansas City and stuff, they need a little more of a truck type feel because they're a little more farmy or they're they're doing some outdoor activities where in downtown LA you're going to the bar, you're going to have some fun, you're going on a small road trip and maybe even a little camping, but you know, your lifestyle changes a little bit different and you need that different type of vehicle. So is a mini the car for somebody in Oklahoma? Yeah, or is it? I, I agree with you, Chad. More for LA. So I mean, it makes sense to put you know the dealers where the cars are selling like hotcakes because of the cultural lifestyle as well as the needs of the public. Yeah, I, 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 I completely agree with Chad. Like it's I, I don't I'm, see. Uh, yeah. DB. 
No, I was just doing more number nerd stuff. And just so everybody knows, in Southern California, as of 2010, it was 22.6 million people lived in all of Southern California. Oh, my gosh. And that was in 2010. And for um, a comparison, the entire country of Canada has 35 point something million people. Yeah. So Southern California alone is almost the entire country of Canada, all provinces. Yes, all provinces. <laughs> Thank you, is it? <clears throat> Yeah, <laughs> not that we don't like Canada because Canada's yeah. pretty cool. But you know, back to what back to what Chad was saying was, I would agree. Like here in Kansas City, I see a majority of SUVs and pickup trucks. They're like the best selling vehicles. Don't you still see tractors driving down the road, dude? Even <laughs> in up. your like cool hip town. Yeah, if Maserati all John Deere's. If Maserati made tractors and Tesla, I see as many Teslas as I see like you know uh, Escalades. <laughs> but um, I, I live in a pretty affluent area. A part of the city, so it's a little skewed where I am. There's lots of BMW 7 Series, lots of 5 Series, um, you know, an occasional Maserati, and lots of Teslas. Yeah, but, and, but if you get out to the land of fireworks stands and porn shops, I mean, yeah. there you see a lot trucks. of tractors on the road and pickup trucks. Lots of Not pickup. that there's anything wrong with fireworks stands <laughs> and porn shops. No, no, nothing wrong with either of those things. But uh, that's lots in the more trucks. rural parts of uh, Kansas. Yeah, I lots of pickup trucks and the, Honda Civics and Honda Accords. Yeah, which oh. is weird, you know. Yeah, it's really weird. So I, right. I I don't know. It's it's interesting statistics that we could probably go ad infinitum discussing and splitting hairs on. But I thought it was interesting that these are quotes directly from David Duncan from Mini USA. Uh, DB, you should link up this article in the show notes. It's already there. So in case people haven't uh, been able to read it yet, it's a it's a good read. It's not very long. Um, they kind of touch on the super legera and how David Duncan is a fan of keeping the mini down to. The four models, the four core models, yeah. Which are let's all go over again. What are those four? Uh, the hard top, uh, uh, abs, <laughs> legs, <laughs> shoulders, <laughs> and back. The hard top, the countryman, the clubman, and the convertible. And the convertible, right? Those four. Did models. you guys notice that uh, now the company is more of a four-door company than a two-door company? We've got more, oh. yeah. And what's funny though is what's the best-selling now, car in all yeah. of those. The Ford. It's no, it's still the hardtop. It's still, still hard top, the hardtop. Yeah. yeah, the original Mini. So, yeah. and even he said in the article, most people when they think about Mini Cooper, they don't understand that there's all these other things now that you can have a Countryman on a convertible. They think it's just a Mini Cooper because right. you don't see a lot of like you see a lot of Countrymen, but I think a lot of people don't even still identify that as a Mini. No, I mean the, the two door is still going to be their brand that you know tops it all for a long, long time. I think. I mean, it's still very utilitarian. It still works for most people for what they need. Uh, you know, I, the four door is going to do well, but I still think the two door hardtop is the car to have for most people because you know, if you look at back at what worked well for Honda, it was these small two door cars. The Civics, man, the Civics. Yeah, I mean, those cars are huge. Yep. Now, obviously, the really high-priced minis with lots of options are not quite in that college range item, uh, you know, price point. But um, you know, Honda did well with it, and I think that Mini could de- do well with it too if they get the right car that you can get in that entry level, like the one that they have in Europe, and then you know, move into the higher-priced cars for the other people you know so like a jcw like you can get a jcw clubman you go all i had a you know uh, some good friends of mine uh, this weekend they were asking about uh you know a mini for their daughter i mean she's just turning 16 they want to get something and i was like well you know you need you know she doesn't want to drive a stick so automatic it has to be shame on her it, well I mean, 
in, in this day and age, I mean, I can understand exactly why. But uh, you know, she's going to end up in a CVT car, and I was like, nah, it's going to be it's going to be hard. You're going to have a, a transmission that is you know a, a grenade. So you need to go with like a 2007. You'll spend a little bit more money, but you're going to have a car that she will be able to grow in and be able to be, you know, exactly what you need and not be horribly overpriced, you know. So I I tried to, you know, I'm going to keep a lookout for him and try to find some some items for him. I think that is nice to know that the the Mini has everything from, I I hate to even call it because it's not even an entry level, but it is at the lower end of the price scale. A Cooper, for example. Like a, a very stripped down Cooper, which starts at around twenty two grand now, all the way up to the most expensive JCW, which goes yeah. up to damn near forty grand if you equip the heck out of it, right? But you can still get a good, you know, fairly good used ten year old Cooper that is, you know, five grand or less. Oh yeah, DB just got one around. So if you're if you don't mind driving. A manual transmission car, you can get a 2004, 2005, 2006 R50 for ten grand or less. Oh, well yeah. under ten grand. Oh for, yeah, well under ten grand for, for a Cooper. For for one that has less than a hundred thousand miles, like a sixty to seventy thousand mile car, you can get those for five to eight all day long, and they're like or, in short. Yeah, even forty five hundred. You know, and DB's and, living proof that you can drive that car over three hundred thousand miles. Oh yeah, you can drive that car for forever, and that's going to be the perfect car for that sixteen-year-old girl. That's like, yeah. I really like this car. It's cute. It's fun. It's great. It's economical. It's it's exactly what I need. It'll haul everything I need. If you don't mind the airbag lights on all the time, yeah, <laughs> that's fine. But you know what? They got a recall on that, so it's all good. I got my I got my recall this past week, by the way, and then we can yeah. wrap the show. I got my uh, my letter in the mail that said my two thousand six GP has been recalled officially been recalled <laughs> for the passenger side um seat mat for you know the sensor for the airbag yeah and I, i'm i'm sure this is a completely another show but mini needs to really step their game up on that aspect of things because there were people like <laughs> oh well we know about the recall i need to bring it in yeah and no the dealers are like no we got to wait for the letter and i know that they put the letters out so, in a time sensitive manner because of they don't want to completely flood the market and be like oh sorry right. we're out of sensors but they here's need the, to here's the kind thing. of at least give them a date and be like, bring your car in from time point to time point, and we can totally help you out, you know? But here's the kicker, Chad. The letter itself said, you know, your car's been recalled, but we're not going to fix it yet. You have to wait for your dealer to contact you because, you know, we're not we're not starting the recalls So yet. basically what you said is you will never hear from us again. <laughs> depending no offense on your, to any dealers. Depending listen, on your but, dealers. But... Uh, that's not the best way to handle that. I'm just saying. Uh, yeah, I don't. It, I scratch my head, but I understand that's the way the the National Transportation Highway Safety, whatever, whoever handles right. those, that's yep. the way they handle it, and it's kind of a crappy ass backwards way to, you know, to do it. But you know, I get the letter. It says, "Hey, your car's been recalled," and then some people are going to be like, "Oh my gosh, what do I do? What do I do?" And it says, "Just sit tight. Yeah, <laughs> wait. Th- don't, don't worry. Call- it will not blow up. Don't call us. We'll call you." Which is pretty much what it said at the end of the letter. Yeah, and right. uh, I just have to laugh a little bit on that. So, speaking of uh, automatic versus manual transmission, uh, I saw Gabe this this uh, on Saturday. He made fun of my uh, flappy pedals. He did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> did you go? I'm gonna write something on my learning file about automatic transmission. Honestly. Well, and how BMWs? It's it's very hard to find a manual transmission BMW anymore. They're, it is. It is. But they're, uh, they're gonna be uh, the first ones to kill the manual. 
Like I, I, you know, like I've been driving like manual transmission since I was a kid. You know, I learned on a manual transmission, and uh, and so this, the, the fact that I have an automatic now is was a uh, circumstances, right? Like I didn't order the car. Like this, I just needed well, a you, car, and this was all there was on the on the lot. You only had one leg at the time, so I mean that's yeah. understandable. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. And uh, and uh, I don't understand like people saying like, well, you know, if you're not driving a manual, you're not a man. Blah blah blah. I'm like, dude, like. <laughs> If if you got to prove yourself to be a man that you need to drive manual, I think you have other problems to worry about. I agree. I agree. We're, we <laughs> like to joke that we're stick shift snobs, but I have no problems with manuals. But I have problems honestly, with, if I have I problems have with cars, bad manuals. One of them would be manual. That you know, the car, the weekend car would be yeah. absolutely manual. But for the week, oh, totally. like when you're in traffic most of the time, like it just makes no sense. Yeah, you know, I, I, I will tell you that we do have the Cooper loaner car, and it is a CVT, and it is not fast at all. But it's very <laughs> convenient. Let me tell you, yeah. when you're on the freeway, or you're taking a road trip, and it's like, wow, I'm getting 32 to 35 miles per gallon in this. It's great. I don't have to do anything. Well, even DB said it's a- in sport mode. It's convenient. It's nice. DB, even you said yourself that because you do so much in-town driving, that if mm-hmm. the Mini had a better automatic transmission, you would have considered it. But the fact that that transmission in the R56 was... In the R56 is just so poor. Yeah. It the, is. So, well, it's the programming on the first-gen R56 automatic transmission. It's just horrible. Right, it's just right. absolutely horrific. And in the Cooper, you have zero power, less than I have now, which I don't even think... I didn't think was possible, but that car is... Completely, it's a waste of time. You want to drive the biggest dog Mini ever made, in my opinion. Cooper? Bill Cooper Automatic Paceman. <laughs> oh, no, the Clubman. Or a, Clubman. No, the Paceman. Yeah, the Paceman's pretty bad because that car's heavy. Cooper Automatic Clubman? Because it's heavy. It's way heavier. Or actually, the, the Cooper... Uh, Countryman. Countryman is probably That's doggier. Right. The Cooper Countryman with the automatic. Oh, my God, that car's horrible. Because it's, all, a, <laughs> it's the and heaviest. And with all four. Does it come with all four? No, no. No, you can't. Yes. Yeah. yeah, the Cooper I've never driven, came. I've driven, the, the, I've driven that car, and it was, um, yeah, it was, it would be fine if all you if you never got on the freeway. Yeah. <laughs> but right? then when you if, put the accelerator down and you expect something to happen and nothing really changes. <laughs> but we know that pretty much anywhere you live in the U.S., I mean, I couldn't imagine anybody other than maybe somebody completely in the rural mountains or Montana or something like that. It's like, yeah, I never take the freeway. I never need to. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you always have to take a freeway almost anywhere. Yeah. Then for you, go ahead. Get the uh, Cooper Countryman with an automatic transmission. <laughs> No thanks. So I'm at the car wash this week. Speaking of automatic transmissions, getting my car washed, and uh, the 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 poor guys can't manage to pull my car into the tunnel. I had to do it for them. Oh, oh my gosh, God. that's yeah. that's another reason why I like to have an automatic because I don't have to be worried about people messing up with my with my clutch. Well, here's another thing: when you take your car in for service, whether you take it to a mini dealer or wherever you take it, I swear to you, the first question you need to ask the person you hand the keys to is. Do you know how to drive a manual? Tra- how long have you driven a manual transmission? You know how to drive it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, for the for the rare times I actually used to take my car to the dealer, I was like, I'll pull it in, and yeah. they're like, What? I'm like, Yeah, no, I'll pull it in. Where do you want me to park it? I don't because trust you're not driving this car. This 16 no. year old who doesn't know how to drive a manual. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, uh, not cool. Not cool at all. But it's funny because all those memes that go around about, and it's not even memes. There was a news story fairly recently about a kid who tried to carjack a car. Yeah, and ended yeah. up having to call a cab or something like that because he couldn't drive the manual transmission. Yeah. <laughs> it was a, new, a literal news story in the last week that came out. It's kind of so, real fog lights. 
Yeah, rear fog lights. That was the next thing. Uh, I don't know whose idea this was, Alex. This, this smells like something you. <laughs> of your, uh, wait. Yeah, it's yeah. my thing. It's total yep. failure. It smells like Alex. Um, so Alex wants to bring Nobody up a petition cares. to bring the rear fog lights back. Rear fog lights are one of the things that are going away on the next version of the uh, of the mini. They're taking them away, probably because low take rate in the United States. Because why? We discussed this last week. Who anyone? Nobody anyone, knows how to use them, and nobody aren't configuring their cars to have the rear fog lights. So many says, "Oh, hey, nobody's buying the rear fog lights. Let's just take it away." Well, and the thing is, is most people don't drive behind their own cars enough to realize how valuable they are to have, or yeah. how, how useful. And also, and also, most I I want to say that most people don't drive in severe enough fog conditions where that is beneficial. I know if you live like in the New Jersey, Philadelphia, uh, or New Jersey, Pennsylvania, New York area, Chad, I know in your area there as well, and some places in the south, and like in Texas where they get really, really bad fog. Uh, but, but everywhere else, nobody else like out here on the west, we see fog on occasion. Yeah, Even I was gonna say like San Francisco for fog and and things like that, but. Uh, in like the Michigan, the um, Wisconsin, Montana, those type of areas, you know, we could get complete whiteouts from right. the snow. Yeah, that's when you use them. That's in the when I used to turn them on, type yeah. of thing. Right. Get a little fog here and there, but it's not really fog. I'm worried about because I'm still seeping in by the time the fog is out. You know, but uh, the snow that was that was when I used to use it. But um, I just think it's an interesting difference between European drivers and U.S. drivers. In Europe, it's it's law. That cars yeah. have to have rear fog lights, and sometimes it's law that you have to use them, and it's even illegal. You'll get a ticket for using them when you're not supposed to. Yeah. So there's so many different regulations as far as that goes in the U.S. I used to see like Audi wagons driving down the road, and or especially Mercedes or something like that. They'd be driving down the road and they had their front fog lights on, but they didn't really think about it because their rear's on too. You know, and it's like, well, right. it's pretty nice out. You really shouldn't have that on now. Yeah, you're annoying yeah. other drivers, but but it looks cool. Yeah, well, they didn't even know that it would turn on because they didn't even know I had a rear fog light. <laughs> that what that car switch comes is? along? Wow. Is that what that switch is? I mean, it's kind of very, very interesting, like the approach the NHSA has versus, you know, what whatever the European Union is deciding on, on safety standards. And uh, what, so what I said originally, like before this uh, this petition came out, I said... I said what you guys just said. The reason we don't have like uh, they have a low take rates is because dealers are not configuring car properly. And so that's just what Mini USA is looking at. This is at the bottom. Boom! Let's take it off. Right. And and even if you bring it back, like it's. I mean, even if if you try to make a push to bring it back, that's what I said. Even before the petition went out, I said it's not gonna matter. It's not gonna do anything because you won't have enough people signing it because they don't realize they don't realize that they ever needed like real fog lights in the first place and because until the NHSA does something about it this is the only way this is going to change but what i find kind of you know borderline ridiculous is why do you make rear parking you know cameras like mandatory before rear fog lights i know people are going to say well because there's been tons of accidents you know with people running over someone else well those people are dumb and they shouldn't have any license in the first place <laughs> well Ser no but seriously uh, oh, that, that could be a long conversation but it, realistically the reason that is is because most americans drive from their driveway to school and school to back or their driveway to work and they're and they're running over kids because they're only driving in short distances and they're not paying attention to what they should be like their cell phones or their coffees or their whatever and you know i do it as much as anybody else so i'm not completely you know unguilty of all these type of things but they're not paying attention to the small things that they could really prevent very easily like i'm i'm watching all their children I'm and that's why those things have come into law regardless of 
Well, we don't really normally have bad weather all the time, so that's you know that's cool that you know like certain cities are underwater and we'll just build a dam around it and we'll make it safe until there's a hurricane. <laughs> you know, then it's a problem. So, I'm all I'm all for backup cameras, by the way. I, I'm not saying I'm not I'm not saying against. I'm saying like the yeah. I think you can weigh the uh, you know the number of accidents that you know happen like in the Midwest or those areas when there is like heavy snow and even like heavy fog areas. I think you see like that, the you know, the mortality make- rate is much higher than like a kid being run over because her dad or mom is is dumb. Right. But yeah, then right. but then you see this national level. Uh, you know the national news it comes out and it says oh hey there's a 150 car pileup on this on i-95 because of fog Pennsylvania because of fog yep yep right but those people didn't slow down either but i mean but no but no kids were harmed so i guess it's okay so i guess we don't need rear fog lights <laughs> but all their parents died it's cool <laughs> so basically that's what alex says because kids aren't dying uh, right. we but, are getting rid of dying we're losing <laughs> no you know why we're losing rear fog lights and this is going to be my question to the white roof radio collective out there is i'm curious how many of the guys at the dealership, the guys that are actually configuring the cars that they get allotted so that they can sell a lot, I wonder how many of them actually even knew that that, uh, number one, that, that option exists, and number two, how many of them don't know exactly every option that's available on the Mini? Oh, wow. I would say many of them. Yeah, most. That's my question, especially any of the items that are being removed from the next version of this car. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I mean they don't they don't like this. This is you know again. I mean we, we had the, the, the debate like many times, like the fact oh. that you know people like us are not another good example because we're very passionate and we know the configurator inside out. And so two weeks ago when I went to try JCW, I asked tricky questions just on purpose, just to to know to what extent they know the, the car. And I said those seats pointing at the dynamic assets, those seats are uh, like a standard option. The guy was saying, yeah, a standard option. Are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> and so I went, well, let me check. So, no, they are not a standard option. It's like $1,900. What are you talking about? Yeah. Jesus. All right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I think that's about it on uh, rear fog lights. Then. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we'll never get them back. That's that's really that, – and that's sad. Now it's going to cost like to me like $1,000 to make this retrofit or whatever. Well, and all that being said, I totally understand the reason MiniUSA decided to kill these is because they're like, it's going to save us money on these cars – not to offer this option, it's going to make it's, them less complex. That's, that's so, so I don't but understand. It, but that. Does it really sa- save money though? Because exactly, yeah. The European yeah. market is still going to have uh, these wiring harnesses made, so that means there's going to be a U.S. only wire harness made. So that means that the yeah. manufacturer of that wiring harness now has to have two wiring harnesses. They have to have two skews. Although so, you know, it's going to be right. like what it was in 2002 and 2003, where so all they did six was connector and twelve feet of wire. All they did was unhook the the bulb was even in our cars. Chad, remember yeah. that? Oh yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah, I mean the bulbs were there or whatever, you know. So I mean that was, I mean even the cars that didn't have uh, rear yeah. fog lights on a lot of the you know R56 style cars, I mean they still had the wiring at one point. Yeah, you know, be, those... that would still be the way that I would like. You know what? That totally makes sense. Let's just put the wiring in. If somebody wants it later, they can add it on, or we can make it an option. I mean, I'm obviously I'm... making it standard. Yeah, okay, that's fine. I'm, well, I'm, I'm that's okay because... with making not standard, but at least make it an option that you could have it. Yeah, because yes, I you know. I would like mine. I bet unless there's honestly, honestly, Chad, we are assuming that they're gonna have like two different harnesses. Maybe they won't. Maybe we'll be back like it was, you know, before the refog lights came came like uh, in the car. And you'll just Possibly, be able to. But why make a press statement uh, exactly. or something that, that says that we're right. that we're not even offering this anymore? Yeah. Or you know, like it's 
it's a little bit uh, misleading or well, you know, something along that line. So We'll know in a few months whether yep. you'll be able to order the retro parts from Europe because a lot of people did this on, on earlier cars. There are options that weren't available here that you could order a European part and retrofit it to the U.S. cars. Now, the box, new- glove box delete kit. Well, I mean, exactly. It'll probably be in like six months after, you know, they're like, oh, we don't carry this anymore. Six months later, there'll be the retrofit kit for the people that really want to have it because there'll be that one guy. It's like, I need to spend a thousand or two thousand dollars to go ahead and I want that option because no one else has it. And it's great. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And I'll you know, do it six times. I, I think we've talked about this, and I'll yep. link this up in the show notes, but other changes. Uh, the Cooper Hardtop is now going to be a super ULEV, which means it's going to be super ultra low emissions uh, vehicle, not just an ultra low emissions vehicle. It's going to be super ultra low. Well, I don't know what the Sulev. difference is. It's Sulev. Or it's super. For short. Super. And they're taking away the mini wings tags on the seats. So if you want to get yourself, you know, they're ruining the brand because... They're ruining the brand. Yeah. No tags, they're totally ruining the brand. <laughs> well, they're getting rid of them because they're changing the logo. They're, they don't want to put an old logo on there. I mean, right? I mean, come on. Right? right? So it's going to take them a while to, to make new ones. I think if I made a petition about the, the tags, it would have been more popular. <laughs> <laughs> Alex is a man oh who stands God. alone on this right now. On the roof of lights, yeah. Yeah. With Alex, it's because I'm all about safety first. So, Alex, I'm with you 100%. Well, you guys even signed my petition. So, yeah, you'd be with me all the time. But uh, I don't hey, see I have a Hey, I have a mini with rear fog lights. I got no reason to sign I don't need <laughs> rear fog lights. But I'm with you, man. I've got your back. <laughs> oh, my God. Is, I'm going to sign you up right now. Just I, have rear fo- I, have, <laughs> I have rear fogs that have been retrofitted to my GP, by the way. I do. I do have them. They didn't come standard on the car, but I did have them added. Okay. Boom, Dunbar inside. You just signed the petition. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> Perfect. You heard it here first. That's a wrap on that note. Yeah, let's remind you guys about uh, our friends over at Outmotoring. Outmotoring.com. You guys know them, the Mini Cooper Parts Superstore. You guys already signed up for the Outmotoring newsletter, right? It's anything. comes out like uh, once a week or so. Uh, and this is where you learn about all the new cool stuff that you want to get over at Outmotoring. Again, those racy pedal sets, we've talked about those already. They're super awesome. Turbo downpipe. <laughs> Bilstein suspension kit, awesome. You get some low, get better handling, all in one swell foop. And, of course, all the car care products that you need, like grits, car wash, and wax. Um, all of that is available for you over at our friends Outmotoring, outmotoring.com. As a bonus is if you click over to outmotoring.com, which you guys should have already done, and uh, on the homepage there, you're going to find – you'll probably be prompted to sign up to get the email newsletter. It's uh, it's up to like twice a week, I think, maybe twice a week, um, which is – it's not that big of a deal. It's stuff that you want anyway. You go over there and when you sign up for the newsletter, the cool part is when you get the newsletter is you get a 5% discount code built right in. And it tells you what the 5% discount code is. I can't share it with you because you, then you wouldn't sign up for the email newsletter, right? Um so but it costs 5%, big deal. Then you get all the cool stuff that you want for your Mini, all of it over at outmotoring.com. In fact, even some things that are like OEM, like the stuff that you would normally get at your dealer's parts desk. And does your dealer's parts desk support white roof radio? No, they don't. No, that's why you're going to go over to outmotoring. Outmotoring.com, Mini Performance Speed and Carbon Fiber Speedometer Vent Cover Set. Uh, that's outmotoring.com. Yes. Am I the only one left? Okay, good. <laughs> We're being quiet. It's suspenseful. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Support the show. Don't go to your dealer. Go to outmotoring.com. Go, go to DetroitTune.com. Go to CravenSpeed.com. Go to Todd. Go to MotoringStripes.com. Support the show. Done and done. 
Just and you can send me money at uh, cash.com slash SITBON if you want to support me. <laughs> if you want to support Alex and, you know. Speaking of, did you get something? I'm just kidding. Now? I'm just kidding. Don't send me money, guys. Buy stuff from DetroitTune.com. Thank you. Um, uh, what else do we have? Do we have anything else tonight? Uh, I don't nope. think so. I don't think so either. I think we're done. How about MotoringStraps.com? MotoringStraps, uh, the Hey, do we have the Wire Radio Sunroof Delete Kit yet? The percent, keep asking. <laughs> keep asking. You know, I've actually been sending quite a few customers over there, so I'm hoping that you've got a, a large selection of stuff because I haven't been there in a week or two or I do. I, uh, I've been getting a pretty regular stream of orders. That's awesome. People are liking, okay. liking to put Do you want me to do a petition for the Sunroof Delete Kit? Yes, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've, I've got a, uh, I've got a lot of customers that are like, well, where can I go to look at stripes and see I've what's be, even available for yeah. my car? Because I've been getting you know, a lot of like, customers. I don't really, I'm not an artist. I don't know what's out there. You know, they're looking for those ideas. So hopefully, uh, motoring stripes has it uh, there for them. Yeah, or you can send me a request. If you're friends with Todd on the Facebook, you can just go over and cruise through his his uh, photo albums and all of his photo albums has got a picture of almost every mini he's ever striped. If you want to have Todd do it yourself, do it for you. But you have to go to Kansas for that. And you don't live in Kansas. You live it's in nice California. Drive. It's a nice drive from California, Kansas, to yeah. be sure. If you've got, yeah. you know, five days. If you're lucky, you can see a tornado. Yeah, see? Might be worthwhile. But if you don't <laughs> want to go to hassle and you, you don't know when Todd's going to come to your part of town, punch up motoringstripes.com. Get the stripes that you want. You can get the Union Jack uh, sunroof graphics, soon to be the white roof radio sunroof delete kit, which basically is just white or black that perfectly fits over your sunroof to match your roof. And so it makes your sunroof not be totally see-through. It's awesome. And, of course, the Countryman bumper protection strip, which is also awesome. If you have a Countryman, it's practically you have to have that so your bumper doesn't get trashed. All of that stuff available over at MotoringStripes.com. Go check it out. Use coupon code of 5050. Save 5% on your order as well. MotoringStripes.com because blank is born. Go. All right. I think we're finished. Triple five in the bank. Yeah. And the triple five. 555 times we've done this. We'll have a shirt for that for sale. Todd and I have done this 555 times now. The 555 shirt. Tov. Over, over 10 years that, that, that we're averaging 55 shows a year so far. Hoopa. That's awesome. even possible. Wait, the math isn't working. Oh, because we used to do two shows a week. Yeah, yeah. That's still messing up our numbers. Well, and yeah. Mm-hmm. Two shows a week is hard. I mean, it is. Oh, it was fun when we were doing it, though. It's like, it's like I'm a geek and I have no life. Now we have lives. Now we have lives. (laughs) Anyway, 555th time. Thanks for sticking with us, gang. We do appreciate it. If you haven't in a while or haven't ever, you know what's really cool to do is open up iTunes and say something nice. Maybe a nice four or five star review would be cool. Or if you happen to use Overcast, if you wanted to recommend a particular episode, that would be pretty uh, awesome as well. You know, share it on the Twitter. Uh, Of course, if you're a member of a club or you're just a hardcore mini enthusiast, you should be, you know, sharing with your club. In fact, if you need like stickers or anything like that, uh, shoot us an email, feedback, whiteroofradio.com. We can we can help you out with that as well. And uh, Alex is reminding me um, if you do want to support the White Roof Radio beyond those means, you can also support us monetarily over at patreon.com forward slash white roof radio there is a link at whiteroofradio.com to do exactly that as little as a quarter a week a quarter show it makes a huge difference you have no idea anyway uh, i do believe with that we are finished fellows going once going twice yeah, we're good i'm good Perfect. thank you very much everybody this is the part of the show where i like to make the funny clicking sound and then i say oh that was bad let me try that one again 
questions, comments, or concerns, go ahead and click back over to whiteroofradio.com. There you can leave us a note in the show notes. You can also email us feedback at whiteroofradio.com. But until next week, gang, Stevie, I'm done. Cheers. See ya. A bientôt. Thank you.